I'm co-host James Ash. And I'm co-host Phil Scaife. Welcome to The Business Lockdown. Welcome to today's Business Lockdown, Mr. Steve Trister. Uh, Steve helps business become more confident and impactful, so leaders, entrepreneurs, individuals and teams become uh, more confident and impactful in terms of speaking. So, uh, welcome to the Business Lockdown, Steve. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, good to have you here, Steve. What's up, Phil? Um, <laughs> w- w- Phil, you and I have different experiences of, um, of, of knowing Steve. Is that right? I can't remember if, if I'm led to believe. Yeah, so Steve, Steve and I, we were, we were neighbours in our offices, weren't we, pretty much? That's, uh, that's how, we, how we sort of like first bumped into each other. Um, I, could hear, I could hear you delivering with confidence <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tapping away on a spreadsheet and you're... And you're 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 empowering your uh, your clients and then yeah so we struck up a friendship from there well, i was interested to know how you guys know each other steve do you want to go first yeah i'm pretty sure it was feo wasn't it for entrepreneurs only was that was that amazing network of entrepreneurs in the east riding of yorkshire area or the holland humber area that kind of stuff what like there's no other organization like it in the uk phenomenal and i think that's where we met through that and it was that the 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 values of that organization about supporting and giving to business owners was brilliant and uh yeah and, and that's where i met you yeah absolutely and it's a testament with feo that we've had jan brumby on who's the uh, you know who who's chairperson of feo and martin lauer who's a member matt das jonathan elvidge Christina McHugh, you know, Colin McHugh, uh, so amongst others. So it's a, yeah, it's an awesome, uh, awesome um, group that w- that we certainly benefited from from being, and we and that's where we met. And I was also um, lucky to be in one of your sessions that you you ran for for FEL. So that was which I remember. You know, you don't realise, Phil, how many times you use the word um until you do a session with Steve. You know, you think you think I'm 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 great in front of people. I can talk. I've got loads of confidence. I'm loud. And then yeah, quickly you realise there's a lot more to lot more to it than um, than than just being loud and confident. And so, based on that, Steve, yeah, tell us what you do. Give us insight in our audience what you do uh, and and how you do that. So the kind of headline is I help small business owners and entrepreneurs and senior leaders become more confident, increase their impact and become more influential, even if it's 1% more every single time that they speak. So broadly speaking, it's an improvement and enhancement in speaking skills. Now that could be recorded on video that could be live on a zoom call as uh, you know, Obviously, at the times they are now, a lot more stuff's happening on Zoom like we are now. It could be face-to-face in a small presentation, or it could be to a massive audience. The thing is, the speaking skills that I shared, they're, they're always going to be the same. You just end up hitting them at different points on the scale, right, depending right. on what the environment is. So, so do, you, okay. do you have like a typical client then that, that, that comes to you, or is it quite, quite broad? No, I've, I've worked with a broad range of clients over the years from the, the, the C, the CMO of a $50 billion American company <laughs> right down to a one man band accountant. But like at the moment, I'm typically working with small business owners who have a team from between three to say eight or nine people. They want to grow the business and they realize that they are going to 
they're going to have to be the face of it all and they want to be the face but they they just haven't had any formal training on public speaking or virtual speaking or presentation skills or speaking skills in general they don't know how to record a video or or stagecraft or anything like that so that's that's the the type of people that are coming to me at the moment right now and it's yeah, no, I, I like working with business owners like that because they've got skin in the game. They've got a desire to, to be seen. And a lot of them, they don't necessarily want to be seen. They know, but they know they have to. So it's working through that stuff as well. So yeah, typically between three to eight or nine team size. And, and they've got, what they've done is they've kind of delegated a lot of the day-to-day running of the business. And now it's time for them to go, right, now I can work on actually building the business and the marketing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm straight away going down a rabbit hole with this. It, you <laughs> <laughs> see, you you deal with um, with business owners, and you've already identified your your niche that three to eight, which you know, and you and you you're within there. Two questions. Firstly, um, communication with clients, old, new, potential, and communication with team members, with employees, is that the same thing or is it different? That's the first question. Yes. The second one is. As a, you, you deal with business owners predominantly, do you deal with employees as well as business owners? And if so, is that different for you? You talked about buy-in and skin in the game. So I'm just interested to know how that plays out. So yeah. So let's talk about the, the first question. So for me, it's, it's not different if they're talking to clients and potential clients or their team. I mean, it shouldn't be invariably based upon people upon people how much they really know themselves and how much they're willing to share of themselves either vulnerability or authenticity some people have a a very different persona when they talk to clients and potential clients than when they do to their teams and it's about getting more of a balance with that and actually having them bring their awareness into assessing actually am i different because i know a lot of people are and i i feel like you should just be as authentic you are with your teams, uh, with your clients and potential clients. So sometimes it's about them being way more confident with their clients and potential clients because they're confident with their team, or it could be more empathetic with their clients and potential clients because they are very empathetic with their team. So it's about right. getting getting that that balance right. And some people, you know, are naturally themselves with both. And I think n- nowadays in business that. I know the words bounded around a lot and the authenticity and just being real. It's so important that that for me is the most powerful currency we have in these times right now. Just the realness, just open. And, and because we're human, because, you know, we feel that with other people, the energy, that emotion, whatever, that's what really connects us rather than a salesy thing or whatever and the sales tactics or, or I'm not a huge fan of NLP personally. I just, when somebody is themselves and they rock up like that, we feel it. And so it's about a lot of, you know, a lot of the work and I don't pitch it as this, as we navigate through stuff and I find out, so why aren't you really connecting emotionally with that? I need to see more feeling. And I go, I, I don't know. And then we dive down a little rabbit hole with that. If they give me the option and they're open, you start going back to shit that maybe happened at school or childhood. And I say, yeah. could, it, could that be the reason why you've shut down emotionally? Or could that be the reason why you're not opening up to clients or this? Or that? And then they go, oh yeah. And I say, well, h- how long have you let that be a thing to stop you from just communicating in a really impactful way? They said like 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. And the, even just an awareness of that can shift things very quickly. Yeah. So, and then when it comes to, so 
Okay, so the second question about do I work with some of the teams? A lot of the times when I work with the business owners, they say, my team needs this. They, you know, they speak to clients or they speak to each other. They need this. What can you do? So a lot of times I will do a, a group training over a period of time. Now, sometimes that's face-to-face. -face, sometimes it's online, but the, the group training is, is powerful too because that, that ends up being a, a team bonding exercise. You know, they go through the trenches together because a lot of the time the work is I get them to film themselves and watch it back. I do that with the business owners. They already know a lot of people find that hellish which I understand why, but it's a very important part of people being able to assess themselves technically and not get emotionally involved. Because, you know, when the emotions come into play, things go haywire, people just shut down and away we go. So, so it's, it's, it's very powerful with the team stuff, but more often than not, the business owner has to go through it themselves before they say, ah, now I get the value in this as well. Because it, right, it's, yes. not, it's not just about the speaking skills. There, there is, I liked, I'm a big fan of personal development. There's a lot of personal development work that, that goes with that. And that hits varying degrees depending on how willing the person is to go there. Yeah. And I, and I guess it's same with a few things in this sort of like area. It's like an iceberg, isn't it? What you're seeing is not what you're going to be dealing with yes. when you properly get into it. Yes. You know? Yes. Very, very true. Yeah. I love that working with an individual as well, because it's, You'd almost, it seems like if you go in and your selling point is, I'm going to make you be this person and this person, and you sell that to everybody, it's almost an, it's an almost impossible task, right? Because yeah. yes, you can go in and you can pretty much promise that you will, um, you will progress people and they will, be, they will come away uh, more confident. But if you know, working on people being original and being themselves, which is important. Now, not everybody is going to be, a loud, confident speaker, but essentially, can they be really controlled and you know showing, showing loads of empathy and, as you said, lots of patience and very calm that can resonate with a certain audience? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. I, I love that as well. It's not trying to make someone that they're not. I, I remember we were at an FEO event and this guy came up at the end and he'd been watching me and he, he had a notepad and he'd been clearly making notes and he was just like. How, how I've been watching you. How 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 do you do that that and that and, and your energy and stuff? And he was ready to make notes, and I just went, mate, be yourself. Like there'll be stuff that you do that that I'm crap at that I can't do. Yeah. Stay yes. in your lane and be be better at who you are and what you do. And is that essentially the core of when you're when you're working with people? Yeah, that that's really really important because I I know how I am as a person. I can come across as very energetic, very emotionally connected. And yet when I'm working with accountants, I know a lot of them, they're not naturally like that, right? Because they're very cerebral, logical, not necessarily in their emotions a lot of the time. And, and that's their gift. So it's about getting them to use the tools in a way that enhances wherever they're at. And I say to people, I don't care whether you improve 1% or 90%, as long as you're improving, as long as you're consistently implementing the tools over a period of time. Then it's down to the individual how much they do that, right? So mm -hmm. it's that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And you can give it a go, but it's, that's not fair. Because I, you know, and, and when, and because clients are very different, obviously you've got similar personality types. Some people take longer to process and learn, and some people mm -hmm. just lap it all up and they implement very quickly. So depending on their personality types, I would say, right, we'll give this a go now or give this a go. And for some people, there's just a few of the tools that make a massive difference in where they are. And they're not ready to consume some of the other stuff as well. Some of the more say advanced, maybe storytelling or, or the emotional stuff as well. I, I'm interested in 
where they are now, are they improving? And some people you can tell are ready to go the big jump and some people aren't. And it's about having that, that awareness and being able to be perceptive with that as well. And because yeah, everyone, everyone is very different. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So how did most people find you before I go on to what I was going to say? What's, you know, is it like a word of mouth or Facebook, uh, emails, a TV campaign? (laughs) Not TV campaign. No, no, I, I don't. I, TV's dying out, so I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be focusing on the adverts on that. I think so. It's a, a mixture of videos I put out on LinkedIn, referrals, word of mouth. I get repeat clients or clients that have been at a company or a business and moved to another one as well. Yeah. And then I'm going to be start doing some F Facebook advertising and maybe some LinkedIn advertising as well. But it's pretty pretty much the the organic way so far. Yeah. So. So that, that said, what, um, when people contact you, mm-hmm. um, what is the, what's the thing you hear the most that has triggered them to go, Steve, I've seen your video and I need you. What's, what's the problem that they're looking to solve or the trigger that they're going through that you, that you hear of that might resonate in some of our audience and go, oh mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this might yeah, be applicable yeah. to me because I'm, I'm feeling the same. What is that? Yes. So a lot of them say, Steve, I now need to, to be the face or get out there and put my business out there and market it more, but I haven't got the first clue where to start. Plus I think I'm really boring. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they don't know. They think I'm really yeah. boring. They, they've never filmed themselves and watch it back or they're too scared to put themselves out there. That's a very common one you know, yeah. and which, which I completely understand if they've not done much of it before and they, they want some backing and support and some people have done it, but they, they're putting stuff out there and whether that's even speaking at an event or putting videos out there, but they know they're okay, but they want to be really good. Yeah. That they just, they, they feel it. They know yeah. that because they can see other people getting a different reaction with the audience and, and they're kind of, I know I can be better as well. So intuitively like that. And some people have an immediate need. They go, Steve, I'm speaking at an event in two months. I've never had any support. Like, uh, can you support me? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, let's have a chat and see what that looks like. So they've got a speaking gig coming up and we specifically work on the content for that. And my, my thing is I, I don't write content for people. I don't focus on content. I'm all about the how you deliver the message. So you come to me with the message in that sense, if you've got a gig and then we'll bring it to life and bring yeah, it off yeah. the page. Yeah. So you're yeah. not the expert in the industry and you're not pretending to be, you're the expert of the personal development that gets you yeah, that, that from how, where you are to on that stage. Yeah. How they deliver their message. Yeah. The speaking skills, the, the craft of the performance, because I, I was a professional comedy actor for well over a decade. So I'm very grateful that I had the chance to perform in stages where there was <laughs> my professional debut at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, professional debut six months after coming out of drama school, we had two people in the audience. Edinburgh Fringe oh, Festival. That's character building right there. Dude, that is character building. My God, two people. <laughs> one was our director who was near the back row. I think he was sleeping. And the other one was a reviewer from the bloody Scotsman newspaper, the biggest newspaper on our debut. Are you kidding? So we got through that. We managed to get one little line. She slated everyone else. Uh, from the rest she was just having a bad month and so 24 shows in 25 days i did that a couple of times so you get to learn at different stages performing over europe and so it's 
yeah, it's, it's all about the craft of the performance, right? And, yeah. and, and, and looking at like, when you, do, when you do a video or you do a virtual conference or a face-to-face presentation or, or, or a gig, is actually going, what does it truly take to engage another human being? And a lot of people, they don't ask that. And I don't, I don't expect them to, but a lot of people get caught in their head and they've got this, the, the egoic, the unsupportive voice. You're fat. You sound like an idiot. No one's going to want to listen to you. Who are you to do this? Uh, or what are you going to have for dinner? Now, all this kind of stuff that comes up is unsupported. Now, so the ego and the unsupportive voice. And a lot of people have that. And when that comes up, I say to my clients, I say, all right, what I want you to do is ask two really important questions. So let's take, take for example, someone thinks, uh, I'm not good enough. Right? So they've got this, I'm not good enough thing. And that's a very common thing for a lot of people in different areas of their lives. I'm talking about speaking skills and getting up in front of people or recording a video. So I say, when that thought comes in, so you've got to be able to be aware of your thoughts. When that thought comes in, you've got to ask this question to the thought. Is that true? And the ego, the unsupportive voice goes, yeah, straight away, you're not good enough. And then the next one is really important. Don't believe that voice because that, that voice for me is not the truth of who we are. Absolutely not. So there's a lot of conditioning going on with that voice. The second question is this, where's the evidence? The voice, the ego voice, unsupported voice goes, uh, evidence. No, no evidence. And you go, ha, so you're talking shit. So I'm, that's rubbish saying I'm not good. I am good enough. Now, every now and then, every now and then, the voice might come back and go, the evidence, yeah. Remember when you were six and you stood up in English class and you stuttered your way through that poem, everyone laughed at you. Yeah, that's why you're not good enough. And some people go, ah, you're right. But look, and now you're 30 or 35 or whatever. And that's what I was saying about before is that a lot of people let that one event when they were a child impact the rest of their entire professional life. That's insane. And I get there's other things that are really painful for people, but even then is, are we willing to look at truly where the resistance comes from and why that's happening? A lot of times people, even just the thought process of going, that's where it was. I was a kid then. I didn't know any better. That's rubbish. Of course I'm good enough. Or they feel, feel more neutral about it. And I say, go, put the ego to side and go to the we go. So the we go that's where the magic is because what the we go does is it takes you and I out of our head, out of this headspace. And if you're in there, you cannot be connected to your feeling part, your heart, your emotions, that kind of stuff. And then what it does, it takes you out of your head and puts you into the present moment. And when you are in the present moment communicating, you've got a much greater chance of connecting with your audience, connecting with them, having them come on the journey with you, that dance between the energy with you and your audience. And that is where the real magic is. And I tell you something, you cannot be in your ego and be in your we go at the same time because they are two completely different ways of being. And sometimes that concept alone, I've seen a number of my clients that has been transformational for them because they've been so caught in their own head. And when they realize it's actually not about them, it's about their audience, they can just breathe and it takes all of the pressure off themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I mean, we're talking about transformation, you know, from a, a very, a very major blockage into, into being free almost. Do you, do you, what comes to mind if you, if you're asked sort of like your proudest moments in your professional career? 
Ooh, proudest moments. There was one lady, and she won't mind me saying her name. Her name's Tracy Monday. And I, back in 2011, I went into an organization, a corporate, and I trained, I think it was about 90 salespeople over four months. And I have never, ever met somebody who's so resistant to the training. She was like, I hate this. I'm not going to enjoy it. Um, there's no, and I just thought, I said, I said, you don't have to stay. Like Jenny, I felt really empathetic. Like, she looked, she was scared. This lady is now one of my biggest supporters to this day. She, the transformation in, in the way she expressed herself, how she showed up to the plate and just, it was like, she looked the same, but it was like a completely different person. Like phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So that's one. There's another guy called Mark Wickersham who used to be an accountant. He's now a global professional speaker and he does a lot of coaching and training online. He, he wasn't good at all. He was boring, very boring. And he knows it. And I did some, this <laughs> well, he does very, now. <laughs> some very intensive, some very intensive one-to-one work with him on some of some videos some speaking gigs. And after our work that that's when he's, literally his career as a, as a global professional speaker took off is highly sought after. And so that's good. And then, and then I've worked, I worked with, so he had a, he was a small business owner at the time. And, and then, you know, that working with the CMO of a, of a massive corporate like that, getting her ready to open to, I think it was 9,000 people in the audience live and then nearly a hundred thousand online that, that, that process. And I, I did that two years in a row that was in Vegas. Right. So yeah. And then, and then, you know, there's, all, there's, there's just to even see, even not huge transformations, but just to, just to see people's confidence and self-belief increase that they now feel like they can do it. And then they do it more consistent that I, for me, you can't put a price on creating a space for somebody to increase their confidence and self-belief. That is, you know, I, for me in, in the journey of being a human being, when we don't have confidence and self-belief, it, it keeps us small and it stops us from doing a lot of things versus when we can. And when we yeah. do have that, it's, there's, the whole world is open to us. Yeah. It's amazing in, in, in my experience that often you, when you're working with people who are in front of the camera and they're not used to being in front of the camera, and you, know, you often say, look, it's not recorded, so you're trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to uh, instill confidence and alleviate any, any anxiety they might have. And you say, look, it's not recorded. You know, we can do it again. Don't worry about it. No, no one's watching. And you, you see them, you know, it's that kind of two or three times to get it right. And the amount of times that you, especially if it's, it's a bit of a longer piece that they're, that, they're, uh, that they're speaking about, that they're talking in front of camera. And I only mean that by like, if it's maybe a minute or something. And, and you see them, and it's it so much where, They'll talk and, and you see them that they're, they know they're nailing it. They know they're getting it right. And you can see self-sabotage and then they mess it up. And I, you have to go, you, you, you knew, like I spotted you then, you know, like, oh, I, I knew I was getting it right. And then I, I, I kind of got nervous and I, that, you know, yeah. and that put me and you're like, whoa. And it's that self-sabotage and that really resonates what, what you were saying there. Um, yeah. And, about those voices. Yeah. And that's, that's a great example of being present and in the we go, and then all of a sudden going, getting caught in the unsupportive voice. Great. So when you're in flow, you don't think about anything about being and sharing and connecting and, and living the message and tasting the, whatever you're sharing. And all of a sudden you go, oh, I'm being filmed. I wonder what I look like. I wonder what I sound like. 
you know, oh my God, that's a camera. That's not a real person. Perfect. The minute you go into your head like that. Now, the more, the more you kind of are able to assess yourself and do the, do the work with the speaking skill stuff that I share, the more you can have a little version of yourself, maybe three to 5% sitting on, on your shoulder or in your mind going, all right, just increase your energy a little bit more. You kind of drop your energy a bit. Now make sure you feel the words or honor the words more or make sure you be aware of your gestures here. You, you learn to have that faculty, but that, that takes time. That takes cultivating, right? Rather than it being, oh, you look like an idiot. Uh, you know, because that's, when I do a video, it, I, I'm doing it to engage the audience for the audience. I'm, you know, at some level there's, you know, a positive thing for me in there. Maybe I'll get a client, maybe I'll do this along the way, but that's not my main reason for doing it. But it's okay. Whatever medium I'm using, I'm thinking, how can I really engage the audience with this? And when you care about, when you have like radical caring about the audience, you come to it at a totally different angle rather than just going, oh, I need to get this content out and I've got this amount of content and I've only got this amount of time. So I'm going to speak really, really, really fast or I'm going to just do it because I want to get off. But that's all, that's all focused on the self. And that's not truly how the skills work. Yeah, that's interesting. And we I think we've all, about... sat in, we've all sat in audiences where we know that the person yeah. up there is not delivering for us, they're delivering for themselves, be it the paycheck, the time limitation, the lack of content, the lack of whatever it might be. You feel yeah. it, don't you? You know. Yes. And how, and how does it make you feel? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, 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 in my experience, it's when I've got these, these tickets to these seminars and I know full well that the people up there are all there for the paycheck and I'm up there for the growth and the learning and there's a, there's a disconnect straight yes. away. Yeah, there's a lot of those seminars around. And there's also a lot, <laughs> yeah. But there's also a lot of good stuff too. And yeah. it's, yeah, you feel it straight away. It's not, it's not even a, mm, I'm not sure. You, you just know. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you spoke about working with uh, businesses who like have three, three to eight, um, like uh, teams of, of three to eight, and that's you're seeing that now as a niche. Um, what was the journey to there? I mean, if you can, if you can give us some some um, some backstory on who you thought you might, who thought you thought might be your customer, and you went to that, or did you just cast your net net out and see <laughs> what would happen? You know, yeah. what has that has that been? Has that been? real kind of like over the last three years you've been testing and discovering and now you know or how does that how does that look because a lot of people yeah. a, lot, a lot of our audience be like right i'm not sure who i am or or i do know who i am but i'm not sure who my customer yeah, is yeah 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 and then and what it's... is that process and how long does that take or yeah. i'm gonna go and target this customer and yeah. then nothing happens and you're like right okay but you decided yeah. before you actually tested i mean yeah, what does yeah, that yeah. process look like dude it's been fucking nuts for me there's been it's been, <laughs> to, it's been totally totally haphazard with no focus whatsoever I, they, steve, they, steve i want an honest answer <laughs> <laughs> wait, like, wait, wait, so where dude, are we talking about authenticity man? yeah like, like, like I, i've i've it's not even uh, a net i've had a net a shovel i've had a pickaxe i've had like a strimmer <laughs> a chainsaw like so the thing with me like because i came i came from i was an actor before i went into the business world right so it's it was just it was a case of it first started out i i joined a networking an online networking organization which which had a face-to-face -face thing called academy back in the day it was like before linkedin and anything like that run by thomas and penny power and i joined their level of black star I didn't even have a business. And after I started going to meeting these face-to-face -face meetings and events, I then 
I then quickly realized I, I was losing the will to live talking to people. And I said to some of my acquaintances, look, I've, they're boring the crap out of me. I said, how about if I, I did two sessions, three sessions for two people? I said, I want to just test this out. I'll be like your director. We'll do some stuff. We'll film it, watch it back and see what you think. And I was earning 250 quid a week at the time, selling advertising space on the front of a CD that went on a wedding magazine, soul destroying. And, and I said to them, the sessions went really well, by the way. And they said, and I said, how much would you pay for that? They said, 150 quid. And I fainted. I didn't faint. I was like, what? And that's when I realized there's an opportunity. But those were small business owners. And then as time went on, I then, I, that's 90 salespeople was a company that my dad worked for at the time. And then I was in the networking thing. And then I worked with more small business owners and then some corporate stuff happened. And, and then, uh, so Cisco was a massive client of mine for four years. And that, that arrived because I saw some, one of the senior people speak at social media week. They were the only corporate there. She was getting trashed on the Twitter live stream, which was harsh. I then sent her a message and after, or said something, uh, at least look, your dress looks nice. At least come from behind the lectern so we can see that. Or, you know, it was nice, supportive, whatever. And, and then we private message. I offered a free session for her. Then she said, can you do a free session for my boss? And then that became a massive client of mine for four years. So that was the corporate side. So it, there, were, there was no like proper focus. Right. Literally, as we are filming this video. So I've been doing this since 2007. I have engaged with a business mentor where we are getting super focused on the people I want to work with. 2007, I started this work. <laughs> what, what year is it now? <laughs> 20 fucking 20. <laughs> like, so, and, but the thing, do you know what it was? Is I've, for a long, long time, I felt like I've had to do everything myself and also uh, not letting go, not being in control. And I, I know for a fact, I am not, I'm not a pure blood entrepreneur. I have entrepreneurial tendencies, right? I can't work for anyone. I have no interest in working for anyone else. So getting that supporting is really important for me now. And that's, we've just recently thought, okay, so that, that's one avatar, like the small business owners with three to, to eight people, nine people, that kind of stuff. Would I work also with some senior execs in corporates? Of, of course, if they're the right fit as well. Yeah. But I, I love working with small business owners because I'm a small business owner. And, you know, supporting the economy when, you know, you guys are small business owners as well. It's like, you know, we're, we're the lifeblood of the UK and the business. So it's, so yeah, so there was, I've had no strategy up until very recently. Yeah. And I, and I, and I highly recommend it because it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, is that, that's is that something you wish you'd done earlier with, you know, getting a bit nah, of strategy nah, I, 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 framework? No, nah, I, that to me, that's kind of like, do, do you regret not doing that earlier? And I, I just trust the journey. I trust the divine timing yeah. of that and, and go, you know what? No, because well, if I do that, like, I'm going to start making myself feel shit. Oh, how much money have you lost? How much like, like I don't know. All I, all I know is that, that for me, the past, it don't exist anymore. I'm in the present moment like that and I'm, I'm doing it now. So I'm getting yeah. more clarity now. That for me is a good thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, I, don't, I, I don't wish I'd done it before. Yeah. So, so on, on the back of that, then you, have you now got, have you now got a mission? Where are you going? Where, where are you aiming for? This is a great question. This is a great. Okay. I didn't think I was going to talk about this on the podcast, but you've bloody made me do it. You bastards. <laughs> so 
recently I posted a video on LinkedIn and I was absolutely crapping my pants about doing it. And I put a post out and said, have you ever been so scared to post something? You know, you have to, but you're really scared for being judged, ridiculed and laughed at. And that post got quite a bit of interaction. And this accountant client of mine who I love, Cole Roberts, it was so boring before we started. He knows that. And he's, but he's a super implementer and he's really come on now. He said, he just commented, Steve, remember the we go. And I went, oh yeah, you bastard. He's, he's turned Practice it on me. what you preach, right? He's, he's done, he's done it. Yeah, he's done a trister on me. I've been tristered by <laughs> someone else. And so it's like, okay. And what that was is, you know, because of the whole lockdown thing over the last six months, I, I feel like it, it's made me question life a lot. I don't know about you guys. It's just like, what's important with all this that craziness going around. And one of the mm-hmm. things that has been very important to me is my spirituality. And so from the age of 17 to 21, I dived into a lot of that. And I dived into a lot of like really heavy woo-woo stuff. And so I was a trance medium for four years where I connected with the spirit world. For me, it's very real. For some people, it might be a load of rubbish. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't care. And uh, so I did a lot of that work. And then I, I tuned into it over the years, shut it off, did some public events, maybe seven, eight years ago in London that went really well. So now when you ask me what my mission is, I came out with that video, got a load of support. I'm sure a load of people were freaked out by it and thought I'm a loon. That's okay. I've had that my whole life anyway. That's fine. I'm a West Ham fan. Of course I'm a loon. <laughs> so, it's, so now when you say, what is my mission? My, my mission is, is helping like, b- small business owners. And maybe this is going to evolve over the time, but also to, to connect inwardly. So it's that inner communication, that connection to themselves, deepening that, making sure it's real, and then be able to share their message in a way that is authentic to them, that is really powerful, that is really engaging to another human being, and that can potentially change lives in a big, big way. But again, at the time of filming this podcast with you, I only put that video out a couple of weeks ago. So it actually actually has to do with accepting all parts of myself and showing up in the world and sharing that rather than compartmentalizing. I've got, if I'm doing this, I can't do that. Or if I'm doing this, I can't do that. And I, I struggled with that. Oh, I struggled with that a lot of my life, but it's now going, how do I now weave that in together? And you know, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on at the moment. And we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, who knows? But I think what, what, it, what I do love is the inner journey of people connecting more to themselves and not, not searching outside themselves all the time for, for answers, for validation, for this kind of stuff. Because from my own personal experience, and especially when I did a 10-day silent meditation retreat in 2012, Oof. it was a Vipassana, one of the, the hardest and most rewarding things I've ever done. I got to know myself a lot more. And I think a lot of the human journey, too many of us are constantly searching outside rather than stopping being still and going within and i really like the idea of creating a space for for business owners to do that because i know there's a lot of fulfillment in that as well yeah love that it's interesting that you've you've now you've become more focused um with your business but and then you've opened up this new well no it's not even a new side i guess you've just you've just kind of re-released this side of you and it does sound like that is you're just casting your net out once again. So it's like, it's interesting. You've got, you're way more control and focused than you've got a vision in this area. 
Whereas like this now, you're just going, right, I now need to do this and I'm just going to see what happens there. So it, it seems yeah, like yeah. you've got a real nice kind of like mix and balance between yeah. structure. I wouldn't, and how much do you think, Steve, that that is a result of now being more structured and focused? You know, is there, is there something there that, right, I'm more structured and focused now, um, but I, I need this, this, still this, 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 um, this kind of freedom, this discovery in a great sense. You know, how much do you think that's in play, or, or absolutely nothing to do with each other? Is that a part of you that if you're I, I think, if you're harnessed in one area, you still need that freedom in another? It's a great question, and I feel like the things that are popping to, into my head are, are two things. I hit forty on June the eighteenth, and I went, ah. What are you doing? You need to sort your shit out, and you know that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm married as well, and it's like, okay, you know what are you doing with your life. So that was a bit of a kick up the ass. I've also been doing some pretty deep inner healing work on on stuff that needed I needed to work on, and re, that was very very powerful for me. So those two combinations have allowed me to get very focused, and then also allow this the spiritual side and that kind of stuff to to pop up as well, and. And see, with that kind of stuff, I, it's interesting that I'm going to go with the flow with that because when I've, whenever I've gone with the flow with that stuff, it's just always worked out for the best, you know. But I also know with regard to having a business, you need structure, you need to know who you're working with, you need to have containers and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's, that's the kind of grounded 3D side that I need support on, you know, from somebody who has, you know, three different coaching businesses and knows what they're doing as well. You know, so it's... So it's having that, having that balance because I, cause I, can, I can be away with the fairies or up and around if I don't ground myself, you know, and I don't have like people just, someone being real with me and saying, no, no, you need to sort this shit out, mate. You know, and it's, so that's good. And, I, and, it, and it, but you know, the big thing is that being willing to be helped and ask for help. I think a lot of business owners, small business owners just go on and they, they struggle because they, or they don't know where their help is. They don't want to ask for help. They're too proud or whatever that is. And I think that's, that's really important to ask for help and get help. Yeah. And I think, I think also a, 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 in the small business world, a community of suffering develops where, you know, it's like, oh, I'm really struggling. I'm doing 60, 70, 80 hours weeks and this like that. I'm not seeing my kids. And like, yeah, me too. You know, I'm self-employed doing this. I've got that. And all of a sudden, um, the, um, the ways out sort of close off because, because you're surrounded by people who are, who are yes. reinforcing it. And it becomes a community of just like, and, and it's, it's, it, it, then it needs someone external to come in and go, no, 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 no. It doesn't have to be like that. Yes. That's a, that's a great point, Phil. And I, I, I'm fortunate that I, I, I haven't had that kind of community of suffering. I kind of just suffered on my own for a bit. And, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it's, I think that is, I think that is very dangerous to surround us and look around and see if everyone else is suffering like you are, you've got to get out of Dodge and then yeah, find yeah. someone who's not, who's, doing the thing you want to do or that you respect that has a different perspective. That's very powerful. And that, that's why I thought FEO was so phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. You know, yeah. it's just uh, because you've got people who are super successful, who have been there, done it and got the t-shirt, who just genuinely wanted to help. And yeah, I think that that's priceless, that kind of support. Yeah. Uh, who's, your, who's your hero, Steve? My hero? Yes. Just anyone. Anyway, yeah, who spring, who's the first person that springs to mind? Wow. Do you know who, the first person who springs to mind? Peter Sellers, Inspector Cluzo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, because I was, I was a comedy actor for so many years, and I, oh, man, he, um, this guy suffered, though. 
like in his personal, like he suffered. He was, oh my God, I think he was an alcoholic or whatever. He just, he died young. But this guy was such a genius in entertaining people and engaging an audience. And he created this, the, one of the funniest characters for me that has ever been created, Inspector Cluzo. Just absolute genius. What, what a, a light he brought to the world. You know what I mean? He, he, he really, really did. Now, when I was acting, I was doing character comedy as well. So it's, I have a lot of respect for what he, what he did with that. And uh, shot in the dark, he sits on the bed. He takes his fountain pen out when he's got a lady next to him. And he taps on his mouth like this. And he goes, and he breathes in the ink. And it's all in his mouth. Dude, literally, I saw that for the first time. I rolled off the couch screaming with laughter. I think I nearly wet myself. I was tears of straight. It just... So, so it, that's the, I don't know why that came to mind, but he, he came to mind. I just, right. I, I just love, I just love what he brought to the world. So much joy, so much laughter, so much positivity, even though he was suffering himself. Same, you know, Robin Williams, who would have thought, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, I think no matter what we do, what industry we're in, you know, if we can bring some kind of positivity, even no matter what we're doing in positivity, joy, inspiration, whatever like that, you know, even if it's just with one person, I think that that's really important, especially with the times we're going through right now. I think it's, it's very easy to get caught up in the negativity and, and all that kind of stuff. And it staying in our own lane and doing our thing, whatever our thing is, I think that's really important. Yeah. Well, my, my, my kind of sign off question was going to be like, what piece of advice could you offer our audience? And you've just basically nailed it without saying this is like to be you know, that positivity. That was you just kind of, I was just sat there going, that's brilliant. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, what a positive way to, to sign off the episode. I mean, like, I'm sure, I'm sure Phil's the same as me. We're thinking, yeah, like we could like, we'd love Steve to work with our team. Go like, yeah, no, if that comes up, we'd, we'd yeah, be great to help outwards. And I'm sure, I'm pretty sure most, uh, most of our audience, most of our listeners and, and viewers of this will be like, thinking or, or knowing that you, it's almost like a bit of you're like I'm sure you, many seem like a bit of a safety net that if I've got something that's high pressured in terms of speaking you know that's always something to approach you with and just knowing that that you're there uh, to offer value and to sort support people must be amazing I mean I'm sure that a lot of your clients just knowing that they that they've worked with you and they've got you at the end of a phone and on a video call if yeah. something major comes up I'm sure that's just just so supportive um yeah, it's, it's awesome. We could we could talk for ages. There's loads. I mean, loads of. I've been very controlled on this, um, <laughs> on this episode. I've been sitting thinking, right now, leave that to another time. Leave that to another time. <laughs> Steve, it's amazing talking with you. I mean, where can where can people find you? So, uh, where, where, have you got a website? Your socials? No, no, they can't. Nowhere. I'm I've gone underground. <laughs> of course. So I've got I've got a website which is very simple. It's my name, stevetrista.com. That's the same as my Twitter, and you can type in Steve Trista. On LinkedIn, I'm on there too. I'm pretty active on there as well. And then my online course is thespeakingrevolution.com. If people like self-taught stuff, love that. Awesome. Love that. Well, we will. We will. Would love to have you back as long as you'll uh, you'll accept our invitation sure, in, in the to. very agree. near future. Sure, that'd man. be awesome. Yeah, and, and I just know that our audience will have taken a lot of value from this and, uh, and certainly cool. expect a few, few uh, messages through uh, just asking more because it, it's like a Pandora's box with you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, okay, well, because there's so many things and you think, God, what does that look like? Or even a, how much, you know, how long would that take? Or, so, yeah, awesome, mate, to have you on the show. Thanks cool. for joining us. Yeah, pleasure. Thank, pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining us on the Business Lockdown. Please comment, like, share and subscribe to help build our global community. We look forward to seeing you all soon.